Hello, you're listening to Speak Up Podcast, a podcast initiative by Isaac in Malaysia, one of the country's largest youth organisations. Here, we involve youth in Malaysia and beyond in conversations about the United Nations Global Goal Number 4, Quality Education. This episode was recorded by our local communities during our Speak Up volunteer projects in summer of 2020. Speak Up Podcast. I'm your host, Pinyin, for Isaac and Richard, and I'm here with three wonderful guests. A fun fact for this episode's podcast is all the speakers here are from Utah, including me. Our first guest is Yuyun, studying English language in year one, sem two. Next, we have Vanisha Vadivo, studying commerce accounting, currently year three, sem one. And last, we have Chin Yong Kang, studying biomedical science, who is now Year two, someone. This is episode twenty nine, which discuss about equity and equality education in Malaysia. I know this may sound like a sensitive issue to be discussed on a podcast, but I do believe that this issue matters, and I hope through this podcast, people can gain more conscious towards education rights. Equity and equality might sound the same, but they are different. Equity is about providing each students the specific tools they need to strive for success. As for equality, it means that the access for education is available for everyone. So now, we're going to talk about equity and equality education in Malaysia. Hello, Simon, Vanisha, and Yongkang. Welcome to our speaker podcast today. Hello, Pinyan. Happy to be here with you. Hello, Pinyan. Thank you for having us here. Hello, Pinyan. Nice to meet you, and thank you for having us here. As you know, our podcast topic today is equity and equality education in Malaysia. Therefore, may I know have any of you personally encountered any situation related to? Inequity or inequality in education. Can you share experience about it? Um. Yes, I do. Uh, when I was in school, I wanted to study commerce or accounting lah. But my school doesn't allow me to do so because they said my results won't let me to enter the art stream, and I need to be in the science stream. So the school administration and I had a very huge argument. Have you ever tried off? Thinking、um, ways to solve it. Um. Yeah, I finally gave up and talked to my parents. They agreed to change the stream, and sadly, I wasted one year in science stream. I still regret that. Um. I could have scored higher than now, but I get in SPM. So you see, this is what happening in our country. Okay. So we we can take this as a Two sector responsibility lah. So the first first is parents. All the parents wanted their kids to be successful. It is their mentality. But some of the parents understand their children's capability and let them to choose whatever stream they want. But some parents, you know, they are very adamant and they think that uh they know that their child cannot do or、uh, take this subject, but. They force them to do so, so which they are not good at. So what will happen? The child will struggle every day. Next, the teachers. 
the teachers also do the same. They don't want to send the students who get high scores into art stream classes because they think that uh, he or she has capabilities in scoring in science stream. The teachers don't understand that the students can know their capabilities. So when we study, we know what we are good at, we are, what we are not good at. So they send him or she to the class that he or she don't like and spoil his or her life. Like what happened to me. All right. Thank you, Snigan. For me, I have much less situation as you, but I more come after finish my SPM. After my SPM, I have a lot of choice to go. One of them, I apply for matriculation first. Apply for it after get some opinion from my secondary school teacher, and they encourage me to apply for it first before choosing other option. I think also maybe I can get a place there before I enter to other place to study my tertiary study as I think my during my SPM trial exam, I get almost the subject got C, got B, also got A and meet the requirement to enter to the matriculation. By the time I also hear from my parents, from my neighbors, they said that enter matriculation. If you are the Chinese, you are Indian, and you are non-Malay, it's a very minimal chance for you to go in. But I still believe that I can enroll it as I meet the requirement. After taking SPA result for after three months sitting the exam, I apply it again, but I received notification that I'm not selected due to unknown reason. I appeal again so that I wish to enroll, see whether I can enter the matriculation again or not. I appeal for two times, but for two times, I failed to enter to the matriculation again. I asked the officer there, they said the places that have already full and you may choose other option. So for me, I choose form six to continue my study. And after form six, I apply for UPU system also before enter the government university. But I think that it is also good as my result is almost 3.2 a time and I also can think I can enroll into a public university. From the UPU system I apply, they did not choose the first choice for me as the first choice is my interest course, but it gives me the 11 choice, which is not quite interest for me, but no choice as the system is only one time one time apply and one time appear, then task. After a few suggestions from my parents, they led me to study in Utah for the course I interest in. All right, thank you. Okay, so I do really feel sad that both of you went through such things. I hope in the future, such education systems can have changes for the better. Yeah, it's okay. I can see that 
the education is improving. I wish that it can become better day by day. Okay, thank you. So what about Vanisha? Would you like to share your experience? Uh, for me, I have a few experience with uh, inequality back when I was in secondary school. It was something I used to feel offended about, but now I'm pretty much uh, expecting it to happen, which is not the way it is actually supposed to be. So I was once a school runner, and there was this one time during the state level competition, my position was taken by another person. And I tried getting my stand back as a 200 meter runner. It's really impossible to get a 200 meter runner back then. But one of the kids who wasn't even my friend, said that you should know where you stand if you run you won't let us win so that was really really hurtful so after that experience i quit running it was a very petty thing but it felt like my talent was taken away from me because of my race and skin color which is not bad so this must really hurt you so much so may I know how your parents think about it? I did go to my dad about it and he told a story that happened to him too when he was younger. Something similar when he was around my age and also was a runner too. His story was even more hurtful. My dad was a state runner too and you know we all have lucky charms. So he had one too and his lucky charm was his singlet. He uses that singlet to run all the time in any competition at all. So a day before the competition, his singlet was stolen. So he wouldn't find it anywhere and he just lost his spirit to run anymore. Later that day after the running competition, he found his singlet in his bag, but it was all torn up. He was really broken. He stopped running ever since he just told me that things like this have been happening for years now so it's quite difficult to change them okay i see so racial discrimination has been happening not only in education but also in other aspects i do really hope that students can really have the freedom to express their talents despite what background religion or gender they are so after hearing some of you sharing your experiences, I would like to ask Yong Kang, do you think anything in the education system regarding equity and equality can be improved? All right, thank you. Yeah, I think it's important so that everyone has the freedom to choose the subject they are uh, interested and they like. For example, last time after PMR or now PT3, I would like to take geography subject, but my school doesn't offer. So for me, I think that the school authority should allow the student take the subject that they like and encourage them to learn and not stop them what the school have offered to them. Also, it's important not to force the student learn the subject inside every package. Like in science screen, they got three science subjects. Maybe this student do not like this subject, but the school wants it them to study. So 
I think we should give them more choices to take which subject that they like. Maybe this one is not enough. The school teacher also need to come to them to cater to their problem. And when they have the problem, teacher need to negotiate with the school authority to the school principal or school higher position like that. Also, I think for the learning process, not only much on theory, we should also improve more on the hand-on practical session so that students can have all understanding or not just study for exam, but start study from playing or learning like that. For higher education, I think that the government matriculation quota system needs to be abolished so that every resource can enroll in, I think. Uh, for example, I take from the Singapore. In Singapore, all the college and all the A-level students which enroll in, I think, is not based on their races. As most of the races in Singapore is major in Chinese community. But Singapore didn't consider about it, they consider more on their result so that everyone had the equal chance to study to the tertiary education that they want. All right, thank you. Okay, thank you for your sharing, Yongkang. So here is another question. From the viewpoint of students, how do you suggest the future teachers to make sure that each student is able to receive equal education. So I'll open this question for all the guests. Any guests can answer this question. Uh, to me, I think it's the educators. Educators meaning the teachers. So teacher, teachers should start playing a role in looking at talents and skills of students in school and start praising them in front of the class, regardless of their skin color uh, is what makes a difference. A teacher is doing a small work by praising the student in front of the class for their talent, but within the students, they would feel the need to engage with the students for their talent and not for their race or religion. Yes, yes, I agree with Manisha too. Yes, indeed, teachers play a very important role to encourage students in their more creativity and also increase their passion so that the student can have more interest to learn the subject that they are wanted. Also, I think that teacher can try to have some group activity, have some quiz, as a group assignment, and assign some in the mode of competition so that every student that that the subject are really want to learn and really want to explore the knowledge inside or not just listening on the teaching from the teacher. All right, just now is the curriculum. For the core curriculum, teacher also need to encourage every student, regardless of the races, to get involved in every position in the club and society. And when they want to get the position, teacher not only look at the majority of the races or the gender waiter, they can be the chairperson or the 
secretary in the cloud and society, but based on their capability on how they can handle in the cloud and society. Okay, so how about Sneden? I know that you're learning English language, right? So, which means you have a high possibility of becoming a teacher. What do you think about it? Um, I think that is a great idea, actually. Um, as I said before, every teacher must see the students in their perspective. Um, it's like give and take policy, you know. When the teachers expect something uh, like high grades or they want the students to excel, the teachers must make sure that the students are getting what they wanted. They need to check whether they're interested or not and so on. That's all. Okay, so these are really great suggestions from all of you. Now, it's actually nearly the end of our podcast, and we actually have discussed a lot of things about equality and equity of education systems. So let's come back to the main point. Why do you think education, equity, and equality is important? All right, I, I will answer this question. All right, I think it's important because it gives everyone the opportunity to take the subject. And also, I think Malaysia education system implement 11 years compulsory education. Therefore, we have the right to study what we want and what we like also. And I think like everyone can receive same education opportunity no matter what races you are. Now the education equality is important. Uh, let me test a very recent example happened in MCO period here. In Sabah, Kota Ginabalu, a foundation student from University Malaysia Sabah who studied foundation this year. And during MCO period, all of the students cannot study in the campus and thus they need to study at home. For her cases, she did not have the internet access uh, at home and therefore she need to go to a spacious area which had the tall tree for her to access the internet as in her place in the house. The internet is not so good. When climb to the tall tree, the internet is good for her opinion. Uh, I think for now, facility in every every places, no matter you are in you are in village area or rural or in city area, it's important that everyone can access to the same facility. And also some facility in urban area, I think now until today, some cannot be used in the rural area so that it cannot benefit rural area students. Okay, thank you, Yongkang, for your sharing. Anisha, you wanted to share, is it? Um, no, no. Oh, okay, okay. So here comes to the last question, which is, what are the ways to solve education equity and equality problems? All right, I, for me, for my opinion, I think that the ways now to solve it, I think is 
first, I think need to improve the facility in every school first, because there are some things that is very different when you live in the urban area and in rural areas. So we must leverage or balance the facility in both rural and urban area first. Then for co-curriculum, co-curriculum, sorry, the teacher need to be a good mentor to help students to run the activity and also help to cater all the needs from the student and also ensure every activity organized by the club and society is accepted by student and no discrimination in terms of like race, racial discrimination or like majority that the event only organized by that certain races or other gender also like mainly majority from men or majority for female okay hey um after curriculum part i think from learning of curriculum i think teacher or the school authority like the principal or headmaster in the school whether in primary school or secondary school can try to accept student to choose the subject that they like and not put the student to study the package of the stream, like science stream, art stream, technical stream, and so on. And some, and this one, I think like, we should not think of to put a good reputation in case and stop them to study the subject that they like. Uh, finally, I think that as I have gone through the form five, after form five is form six, I think the quota system in the future need to remove so that everyone can have the same same chance to enter the public university and not just maintain only give the majority seat for the Bumi Putra on Malay committee. Uh, sorry if I talk too offensive. Um, yes, I agree with Yong Kang. The quota system was created many years ago and now and now we are living in the year 2020. So why can humans change but not the old laws and norms? The British are the one who segregated us like Malays, Utul we stay in the kampung or village and then the Indians stay at the estate or labor plantation and the Chinese stay in the city. So it is done to benefit the British government, not us. Therefore, priorities in education and other things must be changed, the laws, norms, etc. So that everyone can live peacefully. So uh, I also uh, apologize if I say anything wrong, but that is a fact. I hope that people can are uh, able to learn from past history. Okay, so I do agree with both Jongkang and Sneegan. Yeah, the current ed education should not practice streaming. I do not think like it's a fair way to separate the students 
into different classes just based on their results. It will actually just make the students being labeled with tags like uh, smart or dumb. And it definitely promotes an unhealthy mindset in the students. And yeah, for the smart students, they will become more proud of because they think like they're smart. And for the students in like um, not so good classes, they will think that themselves are dumb and then it will lower their self-esteem. So I do really hope that uh, students can be separated into classes according to their interests in the subjects, regardless of their grades. Yeah, that reminds me a few incidents. When I was in primary school, the students were separated into few classes like normal schools do. But my school, they took another step and then they what they did is they separate the top 10, you know, uh, each standard, we got the top ones, right? So they choose the top 10s. I think top 10s or 20s, they chose them and then they are separated into a new class which they name it as like 6A plus or 6A something. Lah. So as you see, the teachers that teach the class also the best teachers in the school and then they have the uh, best teacher, which is the Guru Chamalang Award and so on. And then also in my secondary school, the elite students were separated and the school conduct morning classes like I think around 6.45 or 7 o'clock till 7.30 until the uh, assembly starts, they will do it. Sometimes they will drag it until like uh, after, after the assembly, the students come into a class and they will drag it till that, you know. And then um, I will be sitting there uh, and then I'll be wondering like, what about other students like, don't, uh, like they are intelligent, but because I, as I say, they, they choose the subjects they don't like and they score very bad. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's actually great to hear like all the sharings from everyone here. And actually, I'm really happy to have this conversation with you all. Since I've gained a lot from you all, um, that will be the end of our podcast. Thank you for Sneege, Vanisha and Yongkang to join our podcast today. Hope you all have fun with it. Yeah, thank you, Pinyin. Thank you, Pinyin, listening us. Okay, so after hearing the speaker sharing their stories and views on the topic, I hope the audience can also gain something from the discussion. So um, let me share a little quote. Education is the passport to the future, and I hope everyone can have a chance to get hold of this passport and be able to use this passport to discover new adventures. Thank you, everyone, and goodbye. our podcast today and thank you so much for listening to our podcast if you're interested to understand more on this topic or us feel free to check out our facebook page or instagram account by searching speak up malaysia and we will have utah for the next episode see you all next time and goodbye